Great to have you along here on the Clark Howard Show, where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money. Speaking of saving money, I have a money-saving moment for you about television coming up later this hour. So, do you know that women have a far more difficult time than men saving for retirement. And there are two factors. Women, on average, earn less than men even for the same job. And women of childbearing years, if they have kids, lose time in the workplace. And so that means there's less time and less overall money available to build any retirement savings. And then in the ultimate of cruelty, women live longer than men, so women have to fund a longer number of retirement years on average than men do. But do you know, according to Fidelity Investments, the number of women who've managed to hit, there's this theoretical target that is just theory because most people aren't going to get to this, but the theoretical target is a million dollars in savings over a working lifetime to fund retirement. Actually, a lot of people, if they work till they're Social Security eligible, if you've saved roughly 10 times what you make, the same as I recommend for you to own a life insurance policy for 10 times your annual earnings, you should be able to do okay in retirement, regardless of what you make 10 times that. But the number of women who've hit the million-dollar mark in savings has doubled in slightly more than a decade, according to Fidelity, because they oversee... Uh, huge numbers of 401k accounts, so they get all kinds of data on them. But of the people who've made it to that, 80% are men, 20% are women. And that's a problem. Because remember what I said a minute ago? Women live longer than men. And You don't want to be in a position where you only have yourself to depend on and you have no money to live on through years that you age. And maybe you're not in a position to boost that savings, but if you can, I'd love for you to do that. Now, on this million-dollar theme... There's a data cruncher called How Much that did a report on if you had a million dollars saved, how long you could live on that million state by state. So these are the states that a million dollars goes the furthest. Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Michigan, Georgia, and Texas. Those are the states that money you've saved will last a long time. And for all of them, it's generally uh, 
right about 25 years for those states. So that's pretty good news. But then how about the states your money doesn't go far at all? The least far of any place is a crushing blow to me. Hawaii. Oh, would I love to live in Hawaii. Least part of the year. But it's so very expensive that you'd extinguish your money in half the time in Hawaii because of the very high cost of living than you would in the low-cost states. The other places that are really expensive, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, California, Washington, D.C., Alaska, Maryland, those are the ones where your money does not go very far in retirement. Amy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Amy, I am so glad you called with the question you're asking because this is happening all over America. What happened at your doctor's office? Well, I went into an annual checkup with my doctor, and the nurse had asked to take a picture for my account file in their database. And I was kind of caught off guard and wasn't thinking, so I just said yes, and I let him take my picture. But afterwards, I began to wonder whether it was a good idea. Um, you always say to never give your Social Security number to medical professionals since their security is lacking. And now my picture is out there with all my personal info. So I'm just wondering. I wanted to know if it was common practice, but I guess you've already answered that. And then I just wanted to know. Should it is okay. So I it's not, Amy, it's not common practice yet, but the technology has become so cheap that it will replace the current standard, which is more risky, where people take a picture of your driver's license in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Either take a digital photo or use an old fashioned thing called a copying machine and make a copy of your driver's license. Of the risk involved, Taking the digital image of yourself for your medical record is less risky for you than the more common practice today of taking a picture of your driver's license. So do you know they're not doing any of that for your protection, right? No, for theirs. (laughs) Right. And here's the problem. And actually, although it's for their protection, it actually is good for you because one of the fastest growing forms of identity fraud is where people go to seek medical treatment pretending to be you. Ah. So if somebody starts sending you collection notices for going to Dr. XYZ or this or that medical center, and you say it's not me, believe it or not, you may be asked by the collection agency for a picture because that's how they're able to say, ooh, that isn't Amy who Ah. was treated. So the picture is to deal with all the medical ID fraud, because think about how it plays. So let's say I I need some kind of care, and it's going to be expensive out of pocket. I either don't have insurance or don't have good insurance. And so instead, I impersonate somebody else. I pay a copay of whatever it is. I walk out there. I've had the treatment or care, and then... I'm obviously not paying the balance bill. That shows up to you as the person who they impersonated. So it's one of those things where your interests and the interests of the medical provider are actually aligned by them having the image of you. 
Gotcha. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the help that you've given me over the year. And just remember, always smile for those digital pictures. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Sandra is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Clark. I love you so much. I wish they would clone you. Well, you are sweet. Thank you. (laughs) You got a question for me about a difficult area to analyze, and that's pensions. Yes, sir. Um, I have a very small pension coming to me from a company I used to work with, and they just sent us out a notification that we have the option to cash it out, you know, roll it over. Obviously, I wouldn't cash it out. Um, it's a very small amount. It's, it's only uh, between six and $7,000, but they're offering a payout of about 127 when I reach retirement age, which won't be for about 25 years. Um, I know about your, your 6% rule. So I'm figuring it out. I know that about that time there'll be about twenty to twenty-two thousand dollars in it, based on the fact that it's gaining six percent and it would be paying out at six percent. But I'm wondering if it would be more beneficial if I would roll it into a Roth IRA. Well, if we were talking big numbers with a potential pension benefit, I would dig down much further with you on what would be the right thing to do mm-hmm. with a benefit of that size. It's really up to you. It's personal choice. The advantage of leaving it behind is it's one thing in your life you're not going to have to manage or figure out. It'll just work like clockwork, almost like an additional little Social Security check that you would get from when you retire forward. And that would be the easy button. If you take the distribution and put it into, uh, you'd have to put it into a regular IRA, wouldn't you? Um, Actually, no, I'm being told I can still convert it. Okay, so if you could put it into a Roth and have it grow tax-free, ultimately be spent tax-free, if you enjoy managing your money, you feel comfortable with the investment choices you're making, with that size amount of money, you could just put it in a Roth, and have it be there with full flexibility for you way down the road. So in this case, it's a coin toss. Okay, and that's kind of where I was at. I I was like, the only other thing I could think to do was to call you. (laughs) So, you know, if it were me and I was in that situation, this may surprise you, I would just leave it and take it as a pension benefit way down the road. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to follow that advice then. Thank you so much for it. Because that is the easy button, and why not? Because <laughs> it's found money. You know, that's what's really neat is a lot of people have pension benefits from a place you worked for long ago that you were there enough years to to be considered to be part of the pension plan, usually 10 years, and then out of nowhere, there's money that's available to you you never thought about never recalled that you were entitled to follow me at facebook.com slash clark howard our web address clark.com when you got a question for me go clark.com slash ask ben is with us on the clark howard show hi ben how are you good how are you great thanks how can i be of service to you ben well i had a question i have more of a credit card related question i guess i roughly have about I would say close to $18,000 in credit card debt. And um, over the past year, 
we have household-wise changed basically our spending habits, not buying anything basically that we can't pay for, paying down debt. And I'm curious because of offers that I receive in the mail, whether it is more beneficial to try to possibly take out a loan to pay off and consolidate the bills, or if it's better to do what, from what I referenced, seems to be considered laddering, to where you're kind of paying off. The highest interest rate card, you put the most at each month, and the lower ones, you pay minimum on each month. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, so let's talk about the idea of doing a consolidation. Yeah. If the consolidation offers a lower interest rate than what you're paying on the cards, Mm -hmm. then that sounds like that could be a great idea, especially with interest rates so low right now. If you're being offered a lower rate consolidation, that's going to be fixed. Interest rates eventually that your credit card companies charge you are going to go up. Mm-hmm. as interest rates eventually rise in the general economy. So you're going to see those rates rise maybe before you paid off the 18000 So okay. if you truly are getting a lower rate offer to wipe out the card balances and move them to a consolidation, that would be okay. Although usually okay. a consolidation loan will not be a lower rate. Are you being offered a really good rate? Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of them that are lower by uh, three to four and a half percent, maybe. Okay. What are your interest rates that you're paying right now? Two of them are at like 11 and one of them is at like 8.9. So your interest rates are not ugly as they are. They're not not terrible. That's great. So if you were able to go into a rate, let's say 6.9 or 5.9, is that kind of what you're being offered? Yeah, like 6.9%. If it's 6.9 and it's fixed rate, not a Mm -hmm. teaser rate, Uh I'd do it. Especially, you know what touched my heart so much? What's that? When you started talking, Ben, you talked straight out that you have evaluated your life, how you are handling money, and you've changed what you're doing. That means that being hit over the head with a baseball bat (laughs) of minimum payments every month on a balance that I bet just kind of creeped up on you over time. Yeah. Yeah. That you may have made a change mentally that will carry you through the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what's so great. So no matter how you end up paying off the 18,000, you're going to be in a much better place moving forward because now you're living on less than what you make because you've got to pay money on the, the balance each month and you're living the rest of your life within the means of what you have. So I look in my crystal ball, and I see a great financial future for you. Excellent. So go for If you really do get a 6.9 fix, not a teaser, real deal, do it, and then you'll be able to service and pay off the $18,000 debt more favorably. But the lifestyle, that's the big news. Joel, I'd like to do an Ask Clark. I feel remiss like we haven't done one recently. Go ahead. Sure, Clark. Michael wrote in. He said, do you think home warranties are a good deal? Michael, home warranties are a great thing for you to provide if you're selling your home. It's a great buyer's assurance for somebody buying a used home, but they're junk. And so for you as a practical matter, buying one, 
at a typical $450 to $600 a year for a straight jacket of very limited, often pseudo-protection, is not money well spent. Now, I'll always have people respond later and say, wait, wait, it worked out great for me. I had one of these. It was fantastic. But the reality is seldom are they something that really will pay off for you. If you think about over the years, how long typical mechanicals and appliances in your home last, you're much better off taking that, let's just call it $550 average, and put that into savings each year for repairs to your home than buying a warranty that may or may not ever come through for you. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash clarkhoward, and our main web address, clark.com. So the pay TV industry, cable and satellite, the phone companies that sell pay TV, all convinced themselves that people would not cut the cord, that people would love their pay TV remote so much that they would pay ever-rising pay TV bills forever. No more. No more. The number of people that are married to that remote is falling. I have a friend who, whose TV croaked, and of course he called me to help him figure out what TV to buy, and we went TV shopping, and we bought TV, and then we were talking about how to what he should watch and how he should watch. And I said, well, why don't you try this app and see if it would work for you? And so he's been trying YouTube.tv and can't stop raving about it. I got to sit with him and see how it works. And, you know, Hulu has the premium called Hulu Live, I guess it's called. And there's Sling.com, DirecTV Now. There are a variety of these. Um, Sony has one. It's PlayStation TV. Doesn't have to be watched on a PlayStation. And with these services, you pay typically 20 to $40 a month. And you don't get everything you get with traditional pay TV, but you get a lot. Well, my friend is addicted to the YouTube.tv because you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your TV, you can watch it on your tablet, you can watch it on your laptop, you have multiple members in your household, you can be watching several different shows at once, and you get six individual, unlimited, virtual DVRs. So you can record as many shows as you want to watch on your schedule at no cost past the $35 a month you pay for YouTube.tv. But whichever one of these you find you like, if you are right now sentenced to paying the pay TV provider over $100 a month, talk to another friend who's paying $180 a month for his programming on his satellite. $180 a month? With these streaming products, again, you won't get everything. 
but most of us watch somewhere around eight channels. We might get 200, but almost all our viewing is on eight channels. So what about it? And if you get a simple antenna, if you live in an urban or suburban area, you'll be able to pick up the networks, the local network affiliates and independent stations for free. And if you get a good signal, the picture will be better than you get right now from cable, TV, uh, telephone company, or satellite anyway. Tom is with us. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? I'm feeling good today, Clark. I'm so glad. And Tom, yeah. somebody was very busy trying to separate you from your money, weren't they? Yes, they surely were on Thursday. Uh huh. What happened? Well, I got a voicemail on my telephone, and it was from the IRS, and it was a computer-generated woman's voice. And she said, this is the IRS. We are calling to give you final notice of lawsuit we are filing against you. Not filing a lawsuit, but filing lawsuit against you. So she said that if I want to find out more information, I should call this telephone number in a 360 area code. Now, the area code in Washington, D.C. is 202, and I found that 360 is in Washington State. So what I was wondering is, what can I do to stop the person from swindling people with this telephone call and also to warn your listeners about this call. Well, I was just going to say, you have done everything that you could ever hope to do right now mm -hmm. by warning millions of people who listen to our show okay. about the, the problem going on with the scam fake IRS phone calls. Mm -hmm. And these things come in all different forms. There are thousands of perpetrators, mm -hmm. maybe tens of thousands, because this one has really worked for the crooks. Oh, it has. They've been able to convince people that they are receiving a collection call from the IRS. Mm -hmm. They are instructed to cough up bank account information, wire money, all different oh. versions of this where they steal thousands of dollars person by person. And it is completely bogus. The IRS does not do this. I have a little dispute with the IRS right now, and I'll tell you how it plays. They send a nasty computer-generated letter month after month. Mm -hmm. And then I respond to it, and then they don't read that one, and they send another one. And I respond to that, and they don't read that one, and they send another one. That's the way it really works with the IRS. Mm -hmm. They're not going to call... They're not going to demand through a computer-generated disembodied voice or with a human calling you that you pay right now or else. And I thank you very much for sharing this phone call information with your fellow listener. Just know if you get a call like this, it is completely bogus, and you do not talk to them, and you do not call back. And Karen is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Karen. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Karen, you got something a little bit odd you wanted to share with me that came in the mail. Tell me. 
My 15-year-old daughter got a prepaid MasterCard, and I tried to call the customer service department to find more information about it to remove her name from lists, and I just got kind of put into a circle where they told me I had to activate it in order to deactivate it, and they wanted to talk to her, and neither one of those things. I refused to let them do either one. As Um, you should with a 15-year-old. Right. Okay, so first, let me tell you what the law says. The law only anticipated people receiving unsolicited credit cards. And so the law says that it is a crime, it is illegal, for you to receive a credit card that you did not seek, that you did not want. The law did not anticipate prepaid cards, stored value cards, debit cards, any of these other forms of plastic. And so it is legal for a company to send a card unsolicited. But what money would be on this card anyway? Well, it was supposed to be used like you would a checking account where instead you'd have a direct deposit put on the credit card. But she's just turned 15. She doesn't have a job yet. She's not going to have any kind of payroll. So this is just a blind solicitation of a piece of plastic showing up that has who knows what fees attached to it and no money on it when it shows up. Right. Wow. Well, I would treat it as any other solicitation and cut the thing up into little pieces and throw it away. Okay. Do I need to worry about her name being on someone's list somewhere? That, you know, you know she sure? if she received this, she's definitely on some public record list or some list they've obtained. She may have at some time entered some kind of contest. Uh, it could have been, uh, she have a cell phone? Yes. Cell phone carrier could have sold her information is a common way that something like that might have happened. Okay. So you are the first person we've heard from, Karen, about a teenager receiving an unsolicited prepaid card. And the reality is most of these cards are junk. And the type of card she received is one that's like a subset of a prepaid card, most often referred to as a stored value card, Mm -hmm. where in the example you gave, payroll can be deposited on it, things like that. And those cards have a really bad reputation for extremely high fees. So yes, it was like a dollar per transaction and then a monthly fee if you wanted the deluxe plan or something. And if she, she would have a, a bank account to do that. We wouldn't use a card for that. Exactly. So that thing goes in the circular file, but again, cut into very tiny pieces. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Hey, and I appreciate the heads up on that. This becomes a pattern It's something that's really helpful for me to know this has been received by your daughter. If I hear this from other people as well. Nicole is with us. Hello, Nicole. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. How about you? Good, thank you. You're thinking of buying some stock. Yeah, I've been uh, thinking about it for a while, and I don't know how to go about it, you know. (laughs) All right, well, buying stock, as long as you're comfortable with what you're buying, is really easy today and although there's always the risk of hackers and there have been some ugly incidents involving stockbrokers 
as a general rule, it's a very safe activity. And now there's a way you can buy stocks, I know it's crazy, and sell them for free. Oh, wow. That's what I'm looking for. That's a pretty good price, isn't it? Yeah, that's an awesome price. It's an app that you download to your smartphone. Do you have an Android or an iPhone? I have an Android. All right, so you're fine. They offer for both Robinhood.com. And so Robinhood, you sign up, you fill out an application to become a customer of the stockbroker. You have to go through what's known as a suitability questionnaire to make sure that you're not going to destroy yourself financially if you start buying stocks. And then you have the app on your phone, and when you want to buy or sell, bam, you're able to do so at no cost right with the app. Now, I will tell you, I'm not the biggest fan of individual stocks. Okay. Because it needs to be money that you wouldn't lose sleep over if an individual stock didn't do well. So, So I'm a big believer in something that Chuck Schwab, the guy who founded Schwab Investing, mm-hmm. talks yeah. about, which is core and explore, that you're your base of your investing should be things like, have you ever heard me talk about index funds where you own little pieces of thousands of companies? Oh, no, I don't think I've ever heard that, but that's... And then, then you have your explore portion, which is where you play around and you say, you know, I really love Apple or I love this company or that one or the other, and you decide to buy some of it, but that the heart of what you do should be stuff that is just plain vanilla. Oh, okay. You know, I am a very dull man. Did you know that, Nicole? <laughs> no, actually, your show is awesome. Well, I thank you. It may be an awesome show, but I'm a dull guy. And so my favorite flavor of ice cream is? Vanilla? Yes, plain <laughs> vanilla. And so when you do the indexing for the base of what you do, that's plain vanilla. And then... Doing things like individual stocks, that's all your toppings. Go look at my investment guide at Clark.com. You'll get a better sense of what I'm talking about. Brian is with us. Hi, Brian. How are you today? Hi, Clark. I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. Thank you. So you're calling to tell me you have a new love in your life. Yeah, that's right. And uh, she's called Aldi. Really? Yeah, I just want to pass on my um, the good experience that I had there, and uh, thank you for uh, you know talking about it and bringing it you know to my attention. Well, Aldi is accelerating their growth in the United States because everywhere they go, they just pack the customers in because the groceries are on average forty percent cheaper than at a traditional supermarket. Sure, quite a bit. My son is in college and he has to cook his own food. He lives in an apartment. And he's always coming home a couple hours away and wants to go buy food. And I said, well, we're going to, to Aldi this time. And so for around $150, we had the shopping cart brimming full. It was piling over. I had to keep stuff from falling out. I even had some stuff for myself in there. And I'm sure if we had gone to a full-service you know, regular store, it would have been hundreds you know, of dollars. For that kind of stuff. So it doesn't so, sound like it bothered you much that the selection is so limited. No, it was fine. In fact, it makes a, it makes the choices easier too. Uh, you don't have to agonize about as many things. This is it. And uh, things like chips were fine. Most of the food was good. 
some of it to him was a little plain, but to me it tastes better knowing what it costs. <laughs> I love that. Aldi is going to have competition soon in the United States. Their big European rival, Lidl, L-I-D-L, people who've lived in Europe are familiar with it. They're coming to the United States as well. The way we buy groceries is going to keep shifting to cheaper and cheaper choices. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Josh joins us. Hi, Josh. I'm glad to have you here on the Clark Howard Show. You got a question for me about using your phone to pay for stuff. Is that right? Yeah. My um, wife and I just purchased new cell phones, and we've noticed that uh, Android Pay is featured prominently on the phones. And I'm just wondering how safe is Android Pay, and do we have to take our covers off to use it? You don't have to take covers off to use it, or if you, for people with the iPhone who use Apple Pay, your covers are just fine on the phone. And the idea of both products is that, in theory, it should be safer than traditional payment with plastic because it generates a unique payment code every time you use either an iPhone or an Android to pay for something with Apple Pay or Android Pay. And so you should feel uh, very confident using it. And it allows you to have like centralized tracking of everything you spend is one of the things that's touted as an advantage with either product. Now, do I have to have a special pen when I use it? Or uh, it what, you, what you have is you have a pen on your phone, and okay. if your phone is ever lost or stolen, and this is true with either of them, you're able to lock down your Apple Pay or your Android Pay immediately. Oh. So it is a, um, as far as a consumer standpoint, it's a very safe way to pay, and in theory... It's a safer way for the payment system to work than with traditional plastic. It's terrifying for credit card companies trying to promote how prestigious their cards are, though. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free nine hours a day if you go to clark.com and go down the home screen you'll see a section consumer help and tools click on consumer action center and you can get that free off the air advice